see. They let me come back. Can you believe it? Woo, been a minute since I preached. Um, thank you. Thank you, Don. And there's no Andrew, but thank you, Don and Andrew, for um, letting me come back. It was uh, the first service was a really a Holy Spirit filled and really powerful. And I never introduced myself, which is good because I'm sure people are like, who's that lady that just came out and started preaching? We don't know who she is. Uh, my name is Dee Dee Woodman. I am blessed to be on the teaching team at PLC. They, yay, they let me be up here. Um, we have been coming since 2020 and um, just love this, love this body. I love you guys. Thank you for um, just, just bringing the spirit and being uh, really, really present here. Um, my, I have two adopted kids that are here. So yay. And uh, first service, there was a lot of people I knew that were watching. And um, so just super grateful to be here. Um, here's how lovely the Lord is. He gave me this talk um, probably a couple of months ago. I've been praying about it. They had asked me to preach. And um, he reminded me of a story. I'm a therapist. And I've been a therapist almost 30 years. I teach play therapy, um, adult therapy. And he reminded me of this story. And so I thought, oh, my gosh. That's going to be an amazing um, thing to preach. And has anyone seen The Sound of Freedom? It's a movie. Okay. The Sound of Freedom is about child trafficking, sex trafficking of children. Um, this little girl that I'm going to tell you the story of was uh, born to a mom who was a meth addict and uh, was a prostitute. So for her first five years of life, she was living with this mom in a very uh, scary environment. And uh, we found out later that oh, this is so awful. Um, her mom was prostituting her daughter. So this is the little girl that um, I'm going to tell a story of. And I'll tell you, if you wonder what the heart of God is, the heart of God is to save children. The heart of God is to rescue little ones the heart of god is to heal children and you know what we all are children so he wants to heal us too so this is a hard message it's uh and i usually give hard messages right but there's some there's some parts of this that are so beautiful and so redemptive so um i have a couple of quotes here so the first one well all i really need to know about God. Do you remember that book, Robert Fulgram, All I Really Need to Know About Life I Learned in Kindergarten? And like hold hands and be friends and all the things. All I really need to know about God I learned in the play therapy room. Um, and you'll hear some of that today. Uh, the first quote, C.S. Lewis, children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work, right? And the Lord says, True religion is caring for widows and children. So this is so near to the heart of God. Uh, the second quote, this is so sweet. This is a little six-year-old said this. Um, Therapists are grown-ups who make sure your heart still beats even when you are sad. I know, isn't that so sweet? So um, as a play therapist, this is so great too. Uh, Gabriel, and I don't think he's in this service, but Gabriel came up to me and he's a play therapist. He comes to, he worships here and he's a play therapist. He got so excited because I was talking about play therapy. Um, but 
display therapy is a completely separate type of therapy. So adults generally do talk therapy. Children's words are expressed through play. Play is their language. So it's completely different. We are trained in something called unconditional positive regard. So that just means a little one, let's say Shelly, who's not a little kid, but let's say Shelly comes in and I get down to her level. I am entering into her world. I'm not judging. I'm not teaching. I'm not training. I'm just being a witness and I'm being with her in her story. We uh, are trained in that. It's called child-centered. So we, again, get into their world and their story. It's very different. Uh, parents, grandparents always are like, did she talk to you? Did she tell you what was going on? And I can tell you, and you'll hear in a minute with this story, their play is powerful. They speak through their play. So I want to shout out to this little girl was rescued by her grandma. And I want to shout out to all the grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and relatives and foster parents who step up to raise kids who have been really harmed. And that is a hard, hard job. And I can tell you, I've seen hundreds of kids in my 30 years of doing this. And I would say 70 to 80% of the time, it's a grandma, a grandpa, a foster mom, a foster dad, an aunt, an uncle who brings these kids to therapy. And I had a sweet, um, Edna comes here and she came up to me after the first service and she said, you know, I just wish my mom had taken me to somebody like you when I was little. And I said, I wish my mom had taken me to somebody like me when I was little, for real, because I had a lot of trauma as a little kiddo. So um, that's, I, I am inviting you, and uh, let me tell you something else too. The most courageous people you will ever meet are little people who have been through such horrific trauma. They are so courageous, and the Lord fills them with resilience. I have people who say we were having dinner with friends the other night and they had watched The Sound of Freedom and, and he said, you know what? Those kids are just jacked up for life. They are not going to make it. They are not. How do they, how do you heal? How do you recover from something like that? And I said, you know, the only way you can heal and recover from that is the healer, Jesus Christ. That is how you heal from that. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So, are you guys willing to come with me into a play therapy session? Okay, let's pray. Father God, I am so grateful, Lord, to be in your presence. I am grateful to be in this room of people who have been handpicked to hear this message. I thank you, Lord, that you are the healer, that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, and you see and you will rescue you will come after those that are harmed. You love little children and you hate the liar and the deceiver and the enemy who comes to prowl, seek, kill, and destroy them. Lord, I thank you that this is a message you wanted me to share. I thank you for the timing, even of that movie and how crazy that is. And I thank you, Lord, that you are done. You are done with our children being stolen with our children being trafficked, with our children being harmed, you are done. And so, Lord, raise us up today uh, to fight, 
And Lord, I also know that you want every single person in here to know you personally as healer, to know that you see them and that you rescue them. You come alongside them. So Lord, do your thing today. Do it again. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for every person, again, that has been handpicked to be in this room. Lord, your message is for them. Lord, let your glory fall among the midst of us that we would see you and know you more on the other side of this message. I love you, Jesus. I thank you for the privilege of standing up here and giving your word. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We ask all these things. Amen. Woo. All right. So once upon a time, there was a little girl who came into the playroom. She was a lost little girl. She was five years old. She had big blue eyes, curly blonde hair. She was angry. She was mean. Her grandma said, she is acting out. She is, it's hard to even have her in my house. I hope you can help her because she's really struggling. She came in. I call her the lost little girl. And what a beautiful slide. And Lismar came up with this. She said, this was the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, that is exactly who we are talking about. This little girl lost. Here's how I knew she was lost. She's walking around the playroom, walking around the playroom, walking around the playroom, stops, looks at the dollhouse, opens it up, takes out the man doll, takes out the little girl doll, looks at me. He's not very happy with her. I hear the Lord say to me, I'm trusting her story to you. Will you carry her story? She, I saw her probably almost a year. God bless grandma. She brought her in every week for a year. That little girl played out the horrors that happened to her. She played them out in the dollhouse. I won't go into details. She played them out. Week after week after week, looking to me, will you carry this hard story with me? She never said that. Her heart said that to me. I said, yes, I will. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what happened with this little girl. So during the course of therapy, I'm also trained in something. Those of you that have done therapy or uh, are therapists, I know there's some therapists here. Uh, it's called EMDR. And I won't go into details about it, but it's a very powerful trauma therapy. So throughout my time with her, I was also doing some specific trauma therapy, uh, EMDR therapy with her. But um, there were some things that happened with her that were kind of sweet. Um, she, I had like scary things like shelves, you know, with snakes or with um, spiders or dinosaurs. And every now and again, she would just like walk in pick up the snake, throw it at me. Pick up the monster, throw it at me. Pick up the spider, <laughs> wasn't real. Pick it up, throw it at me. Her world, that was her world. She has these scary things 
coming at her. She's telling me about her world. One time I came in and she went over to, we have these little like traffic cones, you know, little orange cones. And she's like, gets a stack of them and sets them all up around her. Nobody can pass these cones. She's trying to get her boundaries back. She was a broken, lost little girl. One day, we were playing a game, Candyland. Familiar? Okay, anyone have children? I like to win, because I like to win. And unfortunately, she liked to win, the little girl. So we're playing Candyland, and yes, I love winning. Um, and she just looks at me, and she's mad. She's mad. She's like, what would happen if I picked up the board right now and threw it all in the air? I said, wow, well, if you decided to do that, um, you would need to help me clean it up because that would make such a big mess because there are so many cards and pieces and everything else. She's like, yeah, well, what if I didn't help you pick it up? I said, well, if you chose to not help me pick it up, I would pick it up, but then we'd be done in the playroom for today. She looks at me. She grabs the board. Shoom! Throws it up in the air. Pieces are flying. Little cards are flying everywhere. I said, okay. Remember I told you? Um, you're going to need to help me pick it up. No. Okay. If you decide not to help me pick it up, I'll pick it up, but then we're done in the playroom. I hate you, Miss Dee. You're ugly. I hate it in here. You have stupid toys. That is a kid's worst insult, that you have stupid toys. I don't want to be in here. You're ugly. I, I, I hate you. I want to leave. I said, okay. I take her. We walk down the stairs. There's sweet little grandma waiting for her. She looks at Grandma. I hate Miss Dee Dee. I hate her. I hate the playroom. I'm never coming back. Grandma's like, what happened? I'm like, you know what? I'll see you guys next week. The consistency, no matter what. I'll be there next week. The next week comes. I walk down the stairs. She's sitting with her grandma. She won't even look at me. I said, good morning, Dee. Are you ready to go to the playroom? She walks up the stairs. She barely makes it to the top of the stairs. I love you, Miss Dee. You're really, you're really pretty. I, I, I love it in here. I love the playroom. I love it so much. I wish I lived in the playroom. I'm like, you know what, sweetie? I love you too. And I'm so happy you came back to the playroom. We were playing one time with um, sand. So we do something called sand tray therapy, which is super cool. And I love to play in the sand and it's also really fun. So we're playing in the sand and she's putting little figures in and, and she's finally starting to kind of trust me. You know, she's softening up around me and she leans in a little bit more with me and we have little conversations now. And uh, she's playing in the sand and she just stops all of a sudden and she says, Miss Dee, when are you going to yell at me? I was like, oh, sweetie, I'm not going to yell at you. My mom 
yelled at me all the time. And she was very mean. I said, you know what? My mom yelled at me all the time, and she was very mean. You have a mom? Do you live with her? I said, no, I don't live with her. She said, I don't live with my mom anymore. I live with my grandma. My grandma's not mean. I said, whatever. She did better and better. Every week I could see some improvement. There was still something in her, and her grandma told me this. She said, sometimes there's like a rage in her. There's like something in her that it's dark. And she said, I don't know what to do when she's doing that. And I said, okay. I said, that's so normal. I said, I want you to know her behavior makes sense for what happened to her. So it makes sense sometimes when she is just raging. So she came up, walks up the stairs, and I could see that she was just really sad. It just, I could feel, I could just feel some heaviness with her. And she didn't come over to play, didn't engage. She just stood. She walked over to the corner and she just stood there. And she started to scream. I looked at her and I said, man, you've got a lot of screams in you. It's okay to let your screams come out in here. She started to cry. And she walked over to me. And she just leaned against me. And said, can I pick you up? grabbed her and I picked her up and I walked her over to my chair and I just sat down with her I didn't know what to do I just was holding her and started to rock with her and I could hear the Lord say sing a song over her Jesus loves me this I know for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. That song came from the healer that broke the rage, that broke what was inside of her. She, that day, I talked to her grandma after, and she said, I don't know what happened in there, but she's a different person. Amen. Amen. That is the healer. That is the healer. Have you ever felt lost? Have you ever felt forgotten by the Lord? Have you ever been so harmed that you didn't think you would make it through? 
Have you ever wanted to just mash something over and over? Have you ever been sitting with God, playing the game of life, and you said, God, I'm so mad at you. What if I just threw this stupid game up in the air? What if I just threw it in the air? What would you do? And have you ever been defiant? I have. With the Lord, when he says, nope, that's not what I want you to do. You look at him and you say, I don't care. You throw your game up in the air. Have you ever walked around your life and walked into the corner and just wanted to scream and scream and scream? I have. I've laid on my floor. It's a dark night of the soul. I know there's most of us in here have had those moments with the Lord when I just laid there and screamed at him. Where are you? Why are you letting this happen? Where are you, God? And let me just tell you something. Just like I never, with this little girl, I never would have said to her, you are such a brat. You are just hard to deal with. Pull yourself together. You need to behave. How could I ever say that to her? When I know her story, how could I ever put it on her when she is just acting out out of being so harmed? You know what? The Lord sees you. The Lord knows when you have been through some darkness and some hard things and you are acting out, which I have and I would imagine everybody in here has at some point. You don't have a judge. You don't have one who condemns. You have a healer who speaks into your life and says, it makes sense you feel that way. And I will come and heal you. I'm not judging you. The enemy is. That's the voice of the enemy. You need to suck it up. You need to pull yourself together. You need to get a hold of your, you're just a, joke you're just a, a mess you're never going to be okay you're never going to heal from this this is going to haunt you your whole life oh no 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 rebuke that rebuke that in the name of jesus christ of nazareth no i have a healer who comes to heal that's who i am and that's who god is ah. all right here's what i have learned about god in the playroom I just alluded to this. The first thing, he comes to what? Seek and what? Save. Who? The lost. Have you ever been lost? I've been real lost in my life. And he somehow found me. You know, one of the people he used to find me? Oh, yeah, my grandma. Shout out to grandmas. My grandma. That's right. And maybe your grandma. Uh, the verse, Ezekiel 34, 11 through 12. I love this. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself. He doesn't send another shepherd to find you. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them 
from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and what? Darkness. He found that little girl in the clouds and darkness. And I don't even know how her grandma found me. Her grandma wasn't a believer. That, that little girl didn't know Jesus. But she somehow brought her in to see me. And I, she knew about Jesus when she left. That's right. And I know. I, I love being in private practice because I don't have a, a manager of my agency telling me, you know, you can't really talk about Jesus in there. I'm like, bah, but I will, <laughs> but I will. So that's why I work for me. Because you know who my boss is? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Best boss. All right, Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man came to what? Seek and what? Save who? The lost. Matthew 18.12. What do you think? I love this scripture and have used it before. If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? Would you? Would you go find that little girl if you knew her story? I would. Would I go find Shelly if I knew her story? I would. Would I go find my son, Patrick, if I knew his story? I would. I'm not even the Lord. I'm not even as good as him. He seeks and saves the lost, and he goes where we have wandered off. He comes to find us. He comes. He pursues us. All right, the second thing I learned, he is with us. Literally, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah 41.10. I love this scripture. Don't be afraid. How many times does Jesus start a sentence with, don't be afraid? You know why he does that? Because we are afraid. He knows that about us. That little girl, when she came in, was so scared of me. I'm sure her grandma said, you're going to go talk to this lady. She's going to help you because you're, you're being, your behavior is really bad. And God bless the grandma. She didn't know how else to phrase that. But when she comes in, she's expecting me to ask her a ton of questions. I just let her be. I let her tell me her story through play. Don't be afraid for what I am. I am. I am the great I am. I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I, he says, will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with what? My victorious right hand. You know what that tells me? You're going to have victory. He holds that little girl with his righteous, victorious right hand. She had victory. I hope that little girl is going to be a therapist, don't you? Yes, she'll sit across from an angry little girl playing Candyland. I thought, like, that's how the Lord loves to use our stories to redeem others and set others free. Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Where can I go? Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand, victory. 
will hold me fast. That little girl, I held her fast. I held her tight. That's what heals. His right hand will hold us fast. Psalm 145, 18 through 19. The Lord is near to all who call on him. What does the enemy say? You're too messed up. Andrew, you've done too much, buddy. You're too messed up. Tom, you're just, you know, you're kind of, nope, you're too messed up. No, all. And if there is anyone in here right now who has ever had the enemy say to them, you know, you're a bit too much of a mess for the Lord. You clean yourself up a little before you come to the Lord. No, 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 no. All who call on him. He has you here today. Maybe I'm the first person to say, you are not too messed up. You got somebody up here speaking, chief of sinners. There's not anything really I don't think that I have not done other than I've not killed a person, but just about everything else. So you're never too messed up. Look what he does. He puts you up preaching to people. My gosh, that's insane. That's crazy. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. And Andrew's talked about this. It's not I'm afraid of him. It's that I revere him. It's that I see this is who you are, Lord. And I get on my knees to before you for your holiness and your goodness and your kindness. He hears their scream and saves them. You got a scream in you. I did therapy for many, 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 many years. And I can remember at the end of a therapy session, she's like, I think you need to have a good scream. I'm like, I have little kids at home. I will scare them because I have a really loud scream. She's like, you know what? Just whenever you can. So on the way home, it's a 30-minute drive. I would just scream my little heart out and pray to the Lord. Lord, get this out of me. Screaming, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So if, if a bunch of you are leaving, you're like, <laughs> we're like, there's a lot of screamers out there. But you know what he says when we scream? He says what I said to her. You've got a lot of screams in you. And it's okay to get those screams out. He's with us. He's with us. So, nope, Hebrews 3, 13, sorry, Hebrews 13, 5. Because God has said, oh, I love this. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. The enemy says, you know, he, where is God? Where is God? I had a client the other day. He's like, I love, I love God, but I'm so mad at him because my cousin's son just died of cancer. He never got married. He never had children. Where is God? And I said, that is the saddest story, and my heart breaks for you. And I know that that is why God sent Jesus Christ to this fallen, broken, awful world so that we are not bound by sin. We are not bound by death anymore. That is why. That's the gospel. That's, I, I can't explain why bad things happen other than we live in a really bad, dark world. How in the world do we live in a world where children are trafficked? How do we live in that world? It's that evil. It's that evil. But what are we in here? We are the light. We are the light. We bring the light. We bring the truth. We bring God's power into those situations. Here's the last thing I learned. Well, I learned a thousand things. But here's the last thing I'm going to tell you. He sings a song over us and heals us. I love the scripture, Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is what? He's with you. The mighty warrior. Do you see that? He's not some wimpy God. He's a mighty warrior. He's a mighty warrior who 
saves you. That's, his, that's what he does. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Singing. Did we have such a power? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Give him the glory. We have such a powerful worship team that I feel like they're preaching before anybody else gets up here to preach. They are so powerful. And their song is a weapon against the enemy. That's warfare. Worship is warfare. And the Lord knows that. I love this. Um, I was asking the Lord, like, where else do you sing over us? And I was looking through scriptures. And I was reading a commentary about um, the Last Supper. And at, at um, the Last Supper, they probably sang uh, the Hallel, which are several psalms, but it said it was likely that they sang Psalm 118. And so let me pull that up there. Psalm 118, 1, and then 4 through 7. So I want you to picture this. Jesus is with his disciples. Jesus knows where he's going. He's going to the cross. And what does he choose to do? He chooses to sing with them this song. And as he's singing with them, he's singing it over them. And look what this song says. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. Who was going to be hard-pressed in the Garden of Gethsemane? He's singing this over his disciples. And you know what I know? He's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what's coming. You don't need to be afraid. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. What? I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. Wow. What a beautiful word. There's been so many times I'm trying to help myself. I think I got to do it myself. I'm ahead of God. I'm trying to, trying to help God out. Oh my gosh. I was praying before I did this uh, sermon today. And the Lord was like, Dee Dee, I appreciate all of your hard work. However, can you just move out of the way and let me fill you? Let me give you the words. Let me do this for you. I'm like, yes, Lord. Thank <laughs> you, Lord. <laughs> the Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look. Here's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. I look in triumph on my enemies. He will triumph. He has the last word. He is victorious. Death and sin are defeated at the cross. At the cross. Amen. <sighs> Isaiah 40. 29 through 30. This is, this is who the Lord is. And I want us to just hear this in our spirits, in our souls. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Do you get shamed by the enemy because you are weary and you are weak? If you are weary and weak, you are right where the Lord wants you. So that he can give you strength. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. 
you know how high that is? That's the highest you can soar. That's what he promises us. We're going to soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Psalm 107, 19 through 20. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word. And who is his word? Jesus. He sent out Jesus and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Have you ever been in the grave? I had put myself in the grave before. I just laid down and gave up. And you know what he did? Pulled me out. I've also been thrown into the grave by people who have caused me such harm. And you know what he did? He pulled me out. I love the scripture. He pulled us out of the miry pit and he cleans us off. That's who your God is. The enemy doesn't want you to know that. The enemy wants you to think he's judging you and he's saying, I can't believe you're in the grave again. My gosh, Dini, you're always in the grave. You're in the grave. I've got to come get you out of the grave. Nope, nope, nope. He loves me. He knows me. He loves every single one of you. He will leave the 99 to go and find you. That's who our God is. That's who we serve. Psalm 147.3, so simple. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's what he did to that little girl. He healed her. I'm so grateful I got to be part of her story, but I'm not the healer. I listened to him. I listened to him. He showed me what to do. His healing came in. He's Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Rapha, but he will use our brokenness, our hard stories to bring healing to someone else. That's what, that is what this is all about. That is why we're here. So in the play therapy room, there is a day that comes when we are finished, when the healer has done his work. It's a sad day, but it's a glorious day. And I will tell the little one, you know what? This We talk about it. This is going to be your last time in the playroom because you're doing so great. And you really have, um, you really are wow. And so we're not going to meet in the playroom anymore. But I, I want you to know that I love you so much and I will miss you. And I'm so grateful for the time we had in here. And I want you to know something else. I want to give you something. And I have these little glass hearts. They're so beautiful. And I say to them, this is my heart. And I want you to keep it. So you always remember what happened in the playroom. And I will always have your heart in my heart. And I would say maybe three or four times in all the years that I have done this, I have run into a little one that I worked with. And it is 
magical. So I uh, worked with a little girl who I saw her when she was two and a half, which is so young, and you can imagine how hard her story was that she had to come do trauma therapy at two and a half. But her trauma was so severe, she had actually pulled all of her hair out. It's called trichotillomania, is a name for that. And so when her mama brought her in, she was wearing a little hat, and she had a little doll that her mama had made a little matching hat. And so that little girl was in play therapy probably almost a year and did a beautiful, just did beautiful work and God brought such a healing to her. So I was speaking at a church, it's probably 10 years after that. And um, I, I was out greeting people afterwards and, and I could see and I recognized her mom because I'd seen her so many times and her mom comes running over and she said, I told her, I think that's Miss Edie. And then I look over and here comes running towards me this 12-year-old with the longest, most beautiful hair you have, I know, ever seen. And she comes over, she runs to me, she throws her arms around me. Miss Edie, I still have your heart. I said, sweetie, I still have your heart. Thank you for the great exchange. Thank you that you took our little stone hearts and you gave us a heart of flesh. And when you gave us a heart of flesh, you healed us. And Lord, I thank you that you are the healer. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for this little girl's story that you use this story to shame the enemy who tried to destroy her, who tried to cause such harm that she would not be whole again. And I thank you, Lord, that you fought for her in that magical play therapy room. You fought for her every time she was in there. And Lord, you redeemed what the enemy meant for evil. You used for good to save her life. And Lord, I know that there are people in here right now that have had, I know people came up to me after the first service that, that lived in the life that she lived. And Lord, I pray if there is any place of healing that needs to happen in anyone's heart or soul or spirit today that is in this room. Lord, anyone that hears about this talk, that watches it later, Lord, I commission warring angels to come into this room and to deposit healing and freedom. And Lord, deposit your Holy Spirit. Wash us in your spirit in this room right now, Lord Jesus. We bind the liar and the deceiver and the enemy who would keep, wants to keep us trapped and wants us not to know you as the healer. We bind that spirit, that dark, perverse spirit. And I just ask right now, and if you guys don't mind, would you just stand? I'm going to pray a commission oh, against this evil that is perpetrating our world where children are trafficked, children are stolen, children are used and abused and harmed and killed and would you stand with me as we stand as a congregation and proclaim no more lord we ask you to come sweep in you are a mighty warrior lord you love little ones would you come and sweep 
in and cast out the demons and the darkness and the strongholds and the strategies that come against these little ones. Would you set the little ones free, Lord? We thank you. We know that you can do that, Lord. Would you mobilize us as a church body to be women and men of prayer, that we would go to our knees, we would fast and pray to break these strongholds, Lord. I just thank you that this message was so important to you. You gave it to me way before I even know, knew what you were going to tie it in with. But I thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. And I thank you that you are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. And you are the Lamb of God who took away the sin of this world. And I thank you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you again for the privilege of being up here. I give you all glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we have such a privilege to go into response time. And this is one of my favorite parts uh, of the worship day at PLC is we have three stations. We have the station of the cross. If there's something that God showed you today or something that's been hanging over you or maybe a lie you've believed about God or a lie you've believed about yourself or maybe there's a person that you want to pray for and you want to lay at the feet of Jesus, would you just go to the cross here in just a minute and write it down and put it at the cross? The second station is the altar the station of the altar. This is where it's a great exchange. You take your burden. He says, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. Give me yours. Just come up. You get on your knees before him. You can pray. You can release. Whatever the Lord shows you, this is a beautiful time to just be humble before the Lord. You know, we talk about fearing the Lord. This is reverencing. I love that Pastor Andrew almost every time comes up here. And that just ministers to me to see my leader on his knees for us. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that, Andrew. The third station is the prayer cove. And I'm just looking at who's over there. You guys are mighty, mighty. I know these people. You guys are mighty prayer warriors. If there is anything that touched you today that you're like, man, I need a hand. I need someone to lay hands on me. I need someone to call something out. I need someone to bring healing through the power of Jehovah Rapha. Please don't let anything stop you from coming up and letting them pray for you. And we do ask that, that men pray with men and women pray with women. And um, it's just a mighty, mighty experience. I just thank you. I thank you guys for um, just your willingness to, to hold this story for this little girl. And that I know you're going to walk out and you are going to fight. And um, Debbie Madlam came up to me after the first service and she said there is a, a ministry in Texas I think it's called Open Door and it's Troy Brewer you can look this up he rescues hundreds of little kids they have ways through their church that they um, go out and are rescuing kids so if that's something you talk to me after you talk to pastors but that's just an incredible there's so many ministries I just really want us to take this seriously this is so um so heartbreaking to the Lord, but victorious right hand, we're going to be victorious. Thank you guys. I love you. I'll see you next month. Bye.